0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about and it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try out at flex.fan
0: this is the md's fantasy football show with dan mater giving you the x's and o's of all things fantasy
2: welcome back into the md's fantasy football show thanks for tuning in on a cashing friday and it's time to make some green we, got, we are live right now on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in there, and hopefully subscribe so that we get notified whenever we have new content available to you. You can also check us out live on BellyUp.TV. If you miss an episode, that's okay. Download the Foxy Network app on your LG, Samsung, or Roku Fire TV devices and look for the BellyUp Sports TV category, and that way you can find our episodes there or just stay up to date with the show when you're on the go. And download us on your favorite podcast app, Please give us a five-star review. It greatly helps out the show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mader. Joined here with Chris Dauhauer, and it's time to talk some DFS.
3: Absolutely. Super excited about some DFS. And it's like springtime in the year outside. I think we're having like a second spring. I'm not really sure what this weather is right now. But, yeah, it feels like we're having a second kickoff to football, so let's do some DFS. Yeah, on the East
2: Coast, it's going to be absolutely gorgeous this weekend, getting into the 70s. I can't wait. I'm going to be outside a little bit myself. The one thing, though, I do know our listeners are going to be super happy about is that today is the first Friday of the new month, which means it's the Wheel of Names. We are giving away our Jameson Williams autographed Alabama jersey today. Oh, by the way, this also means we kick off the November giveaway. And come. Contest- will Which is Bill Bates' autographed three time Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboy jersey. And that's going to be our November giveaway. There's two ways to be able to sign up, as there always is. You can join our free contest on DraftKings, it's in the link on our YouTube pages, it's also on our social media pages. At BellyUp MDFF show, or and the easier way is you go to flex dot slash bellyupff. You register for free. You go to the arena. You take on the MDFF show. That would be me. Beat me head to head, and your name will go into the raffle at the end of the month's giveaway as well. Uh, we did not get a hold of Time X two one three two. So the John Randall jersey that we tried to give away in September will be the December. Giveaway now we'll put that back up for grabs. So guys, hopefully later today we'll wait for Jazz Florida in the second half of the show before we do it. But when we do the wheel of names, please make sure you remain available to us. We you know we want to get in contact with you. We want to send out these jerseys to you. You deserve them, and that's why we're giving them to you. But enough of that, Chris. Let's talk about our DFS lineups. Are going to be entering into our tournaments so everybody gets a leg up, and hopefully. Get some good advice on some players to play heading into this week to make them some money there, too. We got an interesting week. It's week nine, right? So there's six teams on by. So the picks get a little bit eh, a little bit wonky, not names <coughs> you would typically go after, but still lineups to be made nonetheless. So, Chris, why don't you kick it off with your quarterback play?
3: Well, I think as MD Nation knows, usually I like to try to find some kind of, you know, affordable quarterback where I might look for somebody, you know, pay down on, but not this week. I'm going to follow kind of my co host lead usually. And I'm going with the big team, and I'm paying up for Josh Allen. Uh, $8,500 still to me is a nice little, nice little steal, I think. I know, take on the Jets defense, Jets have looked better defensively over the last, you know, I guess month or two now. Um, but I'm not necessarily scared of the Jets defense. I think Buffalo is Josh Allen. He's been basically carrying the team the whole entire season. I don't think it's going to change this week. I have a lot of questions with the just offense. What I don't have questions about is Josh Allen and his his arm. So I'm excited about Josh Allen. And not a bad price tag, I think, overall, $8,500.
2: It's never bad to pay up for Josh Allen, especially this year, given the large discrepancy in the quarterback play from the elite quarterbacks to the bottom-tier quarterbacks. But Chris, for the first time this season, I did not pay up at the quarterback position. I went cheap, 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 cheap. I went with Trevor Lawrence at $5,200 against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a right matchup. It's a contrarian play, and he's been better for fantasy than I think people realize so far this season, sitting at QB10 right now. So I'm taking Trevor Lawrence on a contrarian
3: play in tournaments this week. Yeah, definitely an interesting contrarian play. Um, you know, Could definitely pay off. The Raiders team as a team you could take advantage of. Your only concern might be, do they actually have to throw the ball? Because Travis Etienne might be able to just kind of run all over them. We saw, you know, the Tennessee Titans basically play a wing T offense last week and run all over the Raiders. They had nothing they could do about it. They didn't have to throw the ball. They didn't care. Um, so I worry that this Raiders team, you know, can you just kind of stomp all over them? But Trevor Lawrence might be one of those sneaky plays, and as you pointed out, definitely a and play. All right. Who's your RB1 this week? So this guy's going to be, I just kind of mentioned him, um, who I think could go off in this game, and that's Travis Etienne. A new new RB one, I think, and you know, coming to new guy to the town. No threat to take anybody in his backfield as long as he's healthy, he's getting all the carries. And as I alluded to just before, you know, they they played the a Houston team not Houston team, I'm sorry, a Tennessee team that didn't have to actually throw the ball, they actually run the ball. So I'm looking at the Raiders and I think this is a game that you can take advantage of and I love Travis Etienne versus second this linebacking core.
2: Can't argue with that against the Raiders, especially the way he just ran against Denver last week in London. Looked very good doing it against a much better defense. So yes, can't argue with that. My counterpart my RB1 is the guy who's in a very similar storyline right now to Travis Etienne. And that's Kenneth Walker coming on as an RB1 midway through the season. He's sitting at only $6,200 against the Arizona Cardinals. I think the main way the Seattle Seahawks move the ball will be through their running game as Seattle's been pretty good against receivers, especially on the perimeter. So fire up Ken Walker to keep the train running. Even last week, he didn't go bananas, but he still got a touchdown for you. And I expect him to have a bigger week this week than last week.
3: Well, obviously, I must agree with you because that's my running back, second well, running back. Go. So let's just go out, the cat out of the bag. Um, <laughs> and as you alluded to, you know, definitely a guy who's been seeing the usage. And go back to the last time they saw Arizona, you know, the, the Seattle team kind of relied on the running attack, as you alluded to. They're going to be able to do so again. They ran all over Arizona. I think this is going to be great game for Kenneth Walker. I think um, James going to throw a lot of passes. Kenneth Walker definitely going to be given an opportunity to be explosive out there.
2: So since you already give your RB2, I'll go with mine, and mine is Dante Foreman. Chuba Hubbard is ruled out of this game, going against Cincinnati Bengals. Look, Foreman is on fire right now, two weeks in a row. Once again, he's going to get the bell cow work. He's only $6,000 on DraftKings, and I'm firing him up as my RB2. It's hard to find good value at the running back position this week, so I'm taking advantage of where I can.
3: Yeah, keep riding the hot hand. I don't know how he's doing or what's going on necessarily, but Foreman has definitely been producing and dominating out there, actually. And with Hubbard out again, he should continue to do so. Um, and then you kind of look at the thing that's, you know, maybe the factor why he is doing so well is it just seems the big back right now is kind of back in vogue, and they're you know teams are having a hard time dealing with these guys, and these big backs are just kind of dominating football again, and especially the running back position. So Foreman's a nice steal and a great value.
2: Well, that's what happens when defenses have spent years turning into nickel packages as their base package and now tend to bite you in the butt when a team's actually willing to get physical. But who's your wide receiver one?
3: So this guy was might be a contrarian play this week, but, you know, a guy that has been a receiver one up until last week, and that's Devonta Adams. Look, I think this is going to be a big bounce back week for him. I love the matchup versus Jacksonville. Their secondary's been beat up and being exposed. They have a pass rush hasn't been getting home. Derek Carr usually does well after he stinks. Uh, and Devonta Adams, will be, I think, will be on a mission this week. So I love Devonta Adams, and I love the price tag. So I'm going with him, my receiver won $8,100, and I'm going for the guy who I think has the receiver one upside.
2: You know what I like about that most? You're not chasing points. We have to make that emphasis in DraftKings all the time. Don't chase points. Okay, sometimes guys can go off two weeks in a row. It doesn't happen as often as you would think, and I feel like a lot of people spend time putting in what would have won their lineups and what would have won on last week, not what's going to win this week. So that's why I like about that most of all. I went with Justin Jefferson at $8,600. I paid up. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. I think he gets two this week against the Washington Commanders.
3: Yeah, definitely an interesting play and a guy who's been productive but hasn't still been productive in the red zone. And am going to see him kind of score those touchdowns. Washington definitely could be a team that you can get right on. The pass rush has improved, but the secondary has not. So Justin Jefferson is could be one of those guys that you love having in your lineup this week. Who's your wide receiver too? So I went with Terry McLaurin, a guy who's been taking you know coming on as of late. A guy also has Tyler Henneke, you know, looking for him as his priority number one. They continue to kind of feature Terry McLaurin as long as that's happening when you know Logan Thomas has been banged up. The Josh Dotson's not gonna play again. Curtismo's been forgotten about you know in a big way. The running backs are only really his really threat in the sense kind of his passing attack. But playing a Minnesota team that you could definitely attack. Um, you know, I like the idea of Patrick Peterson being a, a defender guy who thinks he can kind of shut down people and be mashed up on. Put Terry McLaurin on. Or put Patrick Peterson on Terry McLaurin all day. And I'll eat that. I'll eat all he's, been,
2: he's been good. He's been good the last two weeks with Taylor Heineke. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Made some big plays last week. And it's the Minnesota defense that's giving up big plays, by the way, too. So, not a bad play there either. I went with another guy who's been hot lately went with DJ Moore at $5,800 Awuzie is out for the Cincinnati Bengals they also have some more injuries along that secondary it's not going to be as formidable of a defense as it has been at least before the Monday night game anyway so I like DJ Moore quite a bit has gotten double digit targets since Christian McCaffrey has been traded away so and I love the price tag $5,800 in a full point PPR league like DraftKings
3: yeah, the Foreman and Moore have been the answer the last two weeks for Carolina, and somehow, some way they've been doing it with PJ Walker. So why well, you know bet against that? Nice price tag, guys you allude to has definitely been a receiver one where you're getting production wise. Um, and I look at a guy who, you know, we're jump ahead of the show a little bit, but definitely one of the guys that has my value picks as a receiver because it's a wonderful value.
2: Absolutely. So who's your wide receiver three now?
3: So I'm going with another value guy. I got to spend in the five thousands again. You know, McLaurin, 5900 This guy's a little bit cheaper, but I think it could be an opportunity for some upside and maybe some big plays, hopefully, in a different role. But that's I'm going with Jesse Palmer. Uh, Palmer's taking on <clears throat> Atlanta team. It's 32nd versus the receiver position. Palmer. Sorry, sorry, Josh from Palmer. Okay. Sorry, was Jesse Palmer.
2: <laughs> I was like, I wait, what's no, a- right. The announcer yeah. came down to play wide receiver. Right,
3: yeah. Jesse Palmer, quarterback <laughs> from Florida. No, not, not just not Jesse Palmer. Josh Palmer, I apologize. <laughs> He's the one that had a concussion, not me. Uh, but, you know, Josh Palmer is back from his concussion. He was in protocol. We still don't really know the status of Keenan Allen. What's really going on with him? How good will he or will not be? Um, and then Mike Williams is out. We obviously know that. I think Palmer might be kind of a guy that we talked about off the air that has a chance to kind of shine. In a different role where he's actually used down the field more often than actually kind of the possession role, which I don't love for him. But as a big-time receiver with some speed, I like Palmer especially versus this Atlanta defense. We just saw that, D.J. Moore, that you have in your lineup, go off of versus.
2: He's It's going to be him and Everett down the field. I mean, even DeAndre Carter's dealing with an illness. He's questionable in his own right now come Sunday. And even if he plays, he might not be feeling 100% himself. I mean, so, yeah, I love the opportunity here for Josh Palmer, who has a great, phenomenal price tag. Did you really think I was going to not stack my quarterback? Don't you worry. I did. Christian Kirk, he's $5,500 against the Raiders. I know he's cooled off a little bit as of late, but that's a ridiculous price tag and one of the cheapest, best stacks you can go with, in my opinion, this upcoming week. That's why I'm rolling the dice against the Raiders and I'm playing Christian Kirk, and I have big hopes for him to get back on track or see a glimpse of what we saw the first three weeks of the season.
3: Yeah, definitely could not be an undervalued, Zach, as you kind of alluded to, but I love Christian Kirk's value by himself as well. Christian Kirk, I think, is a guy who has shown you the receiver one for this team. Production hasn't necessarily been there the last few weeks, but the targets, the look, you know, looks have been there. Trevor Lawrence, if he gets kind of back in rhythm at all versus Raiders team, Kirk could be a big beneficiary. The price tag is a wonderful price tag. All
2: right, zeros, so we get to the nitty-gritty. Who's the tight end?
3: So as a result of kind of you know trying to pack up that quarterback and pay for Devonta Adams, I went have to go a little cheaper tight end and I want my ultra value. And I'm going with Mitchell from the Detroit Lions, traded away TJ Hawkinson this past week. There's a lot of talk about Wright, Me and kinda of replace him? Wright's been out this entire week, had a concussion, uh, he might be or may or may not be back. What I know from you know the camp and might have heard along the way is Mitchell's a guy that they like a lot, a guy they drafted this recent this past year, a guy that I think they're gonna try to utilize. And I think when we see the Detroit team Let's kind of show off their new toys. I think they're going to kind of try to show us why they traded their tight end and why they're okay with trading their tight end. So I'm going with the kind of a gut feeling as well with this. $2,500 as well. So I'm going with a very low price tag, but I think it could be some upside.
2: That's all we're looking for the tight end position. It's basically become defense at this point. If Travis Kelsey's not available, it's the same thing as defense. I want to take the cheapest I can possibly get my hands on. I think has the most upside. So I'm with you on that one. I went with Tyler Higby at $3,700 going against Tampa Bay Bucks. They are the 28th defense against the tight end position. So it's a juicy matchup. It's a guy that has been a trusted target up until this point. But I do think Stafford, when he gets into trouble, tends to turn his way when he's not turning to Cooper Cup. I think he does here this week. Higby has not found the end zone. I think he does this week.
3: Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, basically, he's fighting the ball to not score any touchdowns this year because he had plenty of opportunities to do so. Um, now last week, he wasn't kind of utilizing the pass attack, which may seen previous. So I, I, you know, we talked about this yesterday's show. I, I have a little concern about more mouths to be where he kind of falls in that priorities. And as you alluded to, when he's he has to block a little bit more, but regardless, as you know, when he's, when Matthew Stafford's in trouble, as you talked about, it's, you know, it's his, his security blanket other than Cooper Cup with Cooper Cup being banged up. If he's, you know, any kind of severeness, Tyler Higby is definitely his baba in a way, and so I think he's going to have a guy that he's been looking for. That's
2: going to be a new thing, his baba. We're going to be using that for everybody soon. Who's your flex play this week?
3: Yeah, so a guy that I like kind of pairing up in a sense um, for some value is Jackson from the Colts. and You know, the Taylor situation, I don't really know what's going on. I didn't get the biggest update for today, but he hadn't practiced up to today. Um, and he and not guy today you know, either. Okay, people weren't expecting him necessarily he, to play. Yeah, he's, he's already but, ruled out. Oh, he's definitely rolled out. So he's there we go. Yeah, I, I made this last night, so I, I apologize for M.D. Nation. I wasn't up, up to date necessarily today, but yes, he is rolled out. So I'm still good. And I thought he might be because was everybody kind of expected him. Jackson's the guy that kind of you know quietly showed up in the Denver game. A guy that can be involved in the passing attack. A guy that can be involved in the running attack. They traded the Jaime Hines. They just added a you know a backup. I'm not worried about Philip Lindsay still in his taxes. So I think Jackson's the guy people might forget about, but has a great undershot and great value of two hundred dollars in my flex position.
2: So, we both have Deion Jackson in our flex position this week in our DraftKings lineups. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's officially rolled out. They already came out and said they don't expect Zach Moss to be able to be a factor yet this week, and we kind of figured that anyway. Philip Lindsay's off the practice squad, so he'll be the backup again, but we've already seen that Deion Jackson has taken this job away from Philip Lindsay, really rotating it in any kind of significant way. For you guys out there in redraft, and I know we're talking about DFS right now, but a little tip in case you missed
4: it, like maybe Chris did.
1: Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes bike, bike plus and tread basics. See additional terms at onepeloton.com.
2: There is talk that Jonathan Taylor might be headed to the IR. Now, Frank Reich said he has no plans to do that as of yet, but there is talks around the team that that might be in the cards. So keep your eye on that. If you have Deion Jackson, make sure you're holding on to him because even if Zach Moss gets up to speed, It'll probably still be Deion Jackson leading the way. Remember, Zach Moss was just a dump by Buffalo. It wasn't necessarily a grab by the Colts here. So keep that in mind, too. Uh, But, yes, we also have Deion Jackson in our flex position. He is the free space this week for DraftKings lineups. At the defensive position, who would you go with?
3: So I had to go the cheapest possible because I had very little money to spend, so I had to go the absolute bottom. I went with the Jets' defense. Look, I don't love the upside and I haven't gone against my quarterback in a lot of senses. The Jets defense has gotten some turnovers. They have gotten some sacks. Both things Buffalo does do, you know, you can hit Josh Allen. He can, can turn the ball over sometimes and it could be an ugly game. I don't know how ugly it could be, but Jets could, you know, have shown the defense that can be feisty, has good pressure. So 2000 few thousand dollars. Like I said, I had to kind of squeeze it in. That's what I could get.
2: I went with the Miami Dolphins at thirty eight hundred dollars, going as the Chicago Bears. I'm very interested to see. Now I don't know how big of an impact he'll make this week. That Bradley Chubb it is that I'm talking about there. <laughs> But I do know this. The Dolphins have been blitzing like crazy. And let's see. Justin Fields has been playing a little bit better over the past couple of weeks. But let's see what happens when he plays against a jailbreak type of defense. And he really has to process very, very quickly. I think Fields is heading in the right direction. I like the move that they made for Chase Claypool. For, but for this week, I think it's a bad matchup for a guy who doesn't process
3: the field well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think the key, though, is for me, myself, is I think Chubb has to be kind of a, a key factor in this game. Because right now the Dolphins defense, it's more of a mirage, than you know, kind of a landing what they're doing. They have two players on defense. They have their corner Howard and they have Holland in the safety position. They're not getting home in their blitzes. They're getting pressure, but they're not getting sacks. And they're not getting a lot of turnovers, and they're giving up big plays. So I think it is something you can take advantage of. But because, as you alluded to, the blitz package with a rusher, now add the edge rusher, that's Chicago's Achilles heel. We've seen that, you know, this 49ers, different teams throughout the year that the Bears definitely struggle with a good pass rusher. And I'll just go. You know, last year Justin Fields' debut when Miles Garrett was basically living in the backfield uh, for that Cleveland game. So there's definitely an option that if you can get a pass rush, you know Justin Fields can definitely be hit and kind of rattle. So I do like that play. Big price tag though.
2: It is. I had some extra money at the tail end. I decided, you know what, I'm going to spend up a defense a little bit this week, and I don't want to change out of my players. So now that we got that out of the way. Let's talk about some of the players that we have values on that didn't quite crack our lineups. We'll start with you gave me your quarterback position alright, ready, already, right?
3: No, that, I know, don't was think it's another it, position. That was another position.
2: Okay. So who's your quarterback value play?
3: So for my quarterback value play, I'm gonna go with Derek Carr. I um, mean, you know, I talked to all the reasons about why I think that you know Devonta Adams could bounce back if I were to kind of look for the pairing like you always like to look for. Derek Cartoon is another under you know, him and Adams, another kind of undervalued play, possibly. Carr stunk last week, but usually, like I said, throughout his career, he usually responds quite well the following year, following week. And I think the Bonta Adams and, his, you know, Raider team in general has a lot to prove this week and a nice matchup to kind of do so.
2: I like that. I like that again. Not chasing the points. Derek Carr has yet to pop off yet this season. This is a good chance. This game has sneaky shootout potential written on it. So I do like that quite a bit. I know I just talked about the Dolphins defense, but at the same time, Justin Fields is still a good value for DraftKings. He's only $5,300 right now, and he runs. So even if he does have trouble reading the defenses, if Miami, who had, sometimes he has rush, rushing quarterbacks, has a tendency to break contain, he might have some opportunities to really put up some damage there. And he's been doing it lately, which is why, right now, he's been a top-12 quarterback over the past month. So that's why I like Justin Fields here a little bit too at $5,300. Here's the one thing, though, with Fields this is the one area in which I would not stack him if you decide to go that route. Yeah, I definitely think that's a good point. So who's your value at the running back position?
3: Yeah. So this guy had in a uh, lot as I made my lineup last night for this team, and I went with Jamal Williams, uh, taking on a green Bay team that, you know, who knows what they can do versus a running back or just general defensively. But Detroit has to kind of get this game playing at home. Jamal Williams is kind of their dog. And I, I had a kind of, you know, some frustrating plays last week. He we fumbled. But Jamal Williams usually has been kind of their guide. Swift isn't necessarily healthy yet. So I think you know, when we look at what Williams brings to the table, he's probably going to be the featured back again. And uh, When he's been that role, he's got a shot. that can get you, you know, RB1 value. I love the price tag, fifty nine hundred dollars
2: uh, Yeah, they're already talking about, they, they don't even know what Swift's snap count is going to be this week. So Jamal Williams might be in for a big role this week as well. I went with Cordell Patterson, who's not officially even active yet, but I expect he will be by Sunday. $5,800 against the Chargers. Obviously, a great matchup. Chargers 31st against the position so far this season. And if the Falcons have shown you anything. It doesn't matter if it's positive, neutral, or negative game script. They are going to run the ball, and they have missed Patterson. They have had absolutely no explosiveness coming out of that backfield since he has left. He'll be missed in a big way. He'll be utilized in a big way. The nice thing about him coming off the IR right now is that the expectation from the get-go is that when he came off, he'd be fully 100% healthy. So we're not really worried about an injury lingering here, and even though they can't list it officially on the practice report, everyone who covers the team has pretty much suggested he's practicing full all week long.
3: Yeah, everything sounding really good coming out of Atlanta. My only concern is you, know, you talked, you know, talked about Atlanta willing to run the ball and wanting to run the ball. Will they use six, seven, eight running backs? Because that seems to be the only thing you talk I don't about think usage. So. is he usage only
4: goes
2: bye bye. I, I hope Patterson's so, but
3: I don't know. We'll have to see, but
2: I, I do think he tends to go bye bye. I mean, Arthur Smith does love him some Cordell Patterson.
3: Who's that? He, he does, r- but if, he also loves using as many guys at a position as you possibly can. <laughs> receiver, tight ends, running backs—it doesn't matter. So yes, I'm just curious to see what the, will he have like seven of them dressed, and you know who will actually get to run the ball.
2: Uh, who's your value at the wide receiver position?
3: Yeah, so you—that's that, when the positions you stole. So why don't you go ahead and give me okay. yours first? Because I okay. DJ Moore is one of those guys that I definitely like. Well,
2: mine's Garrett Wilson at forty-eight hundred dollars. Corey Davis not expected to play. Elijah Moore played ten snaps last week. So who knows what he's going to play or even be involved in Denzel Mims was a starting wide receiver in, in snap count only because he wasn't targeted or really part of the offense in any kind of form or fashion. So if the jets are going to do anything through the air, I think it will be through Garrett Wilson and that $4,800 price tag and a full point PPR league in a, in a matchup in which they should have to come back from behind a significant way in the second half. I like him there quite a bit of value.
3: Yeah, I think it's an outstanding value. So the guy I'll give you is maybe a mid-tier value in a sense. They're not a guy necessarily as good a as good price tag as you're talking about, some of the guys like you had, like Christian Kirk, for example. But Chris Godwin's another guy who's been seeing a lot of targets. I don't see this they going to change for any reason. He's also due for a touchdown or two. So I think we put those things together. I know Tampa Bay hasn't looked good in good play, but a guy who's seen the volume like ridiculously. And I think when you look at the Rams team where you can attack them, especially with Chris Godwin, that's Brady's baba right now. So Chris Godwin's a guy that he can be a nice value like of $6,100.
2: I like that, too. Who who cracked your uh, value at the tight end position, though?
3: Yeah, so I gave him the ultimate value, and I'm going to give you kind of opposite value. You know, Dan talked about not paying up for a tight end unless it's, you know, you're going to get a Kelsey or you're going to get an Andrews. Well, one guy you could pay up some too, especially for this matchup, is the most expensive guy, but still a good price tag, and that's Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, $5,100 playing a Seattle defense that 32nd versus tight end position. You know, his Ertz isn't necessarily sexy, doesn't always put up the greatest numbers. But he's very consistent. He's going to have a good floor for you, get you a touchdown, get you some volume. Zach Ertz, $5,100 isn't a bad price point for a tight end. He's probably the best guy you could have you know, consistency-wise in your lineup this week.
2: Yeah, just like, look, if Zach Ertz is all you'd be watching that game for, then just don't watch the game because it's not going to be pretty. He catches the ball, he falls down, he looks like a robot out there. I don't even, like, he looks like he has absolutely nothing left in his legs, but somehow he still gets the ball at the rate that he does. But the Seattle Seahawks, I pointed out in last night's show, they just give up touchdowns at a tight end. It's what they do. At some point during that game, I fully expect Zach Ertz to have at least one touchdown. And a week in which you can't pay up for Travis Kelsey. You can't. We well, can. But you can't pay up for Mark Andrews. No, you can't pay. That, that. That's a Sunday night game, right? The Chiefs, yeah, they're the not. They're, and, they're yes, not. Yes, in our, they're not an option. Zach Ertz is the
3: most expensive one. I mean, the guy, he's the most expensive guy. But $5,100, like I said, I think it's still a good price tag that you don't necessarily want to avoid.
2: Right, well, that's what I mean. And so, like, why not take Zach Ertz, who, while he might be the most expensive, still a value because they're only $5,100. Usually that is the guy who's in the top five, but maybe not one of those top two. So, yes, I like Zach Ertz quite a bit, especially in this matchup. I went a little bit cheaper with my value pick. I went with Hayden Hurst at $3,600 without at least Chase or Higgins so far this season. Hurst has gotten six or more targets in every single game that one of those players has. Has not played. So that's why I like Hayden Hurst quite a bit. At $3,600, you're looking for the target share. That's a safe floor target share. And I think he's also due for a touchdown in his own right.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. And Jamar Chase, you know, with him out, as you kind of alluded to, they need a third mouth to kind of feed. And the tight end is definitely stepping up. Hayden Hurst has been, you know, a security blanket for Burrow. And this offset line is not going to get any better. So they're going to, have to continue to kind of get rid of the ball, short passing attack, and get rid of the ball in the red zone. Aiden Hurst is going a beneficiary of that. He can finally get Enzo to sooner than later.
2: It's amazing that he's getting utilized now at this point in his career, the third phase of his career. in is he like thirty nine now or or because all? he came in as like a twenty like year old. It, it feels like it. <laughs> what we're gonna do now? Let's take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we got the wheel of names for the November, or I'm sorry, the October giveaway. So we'll announce finally a winner of the Jameson Williams Alabama signed jersey. So everybody, stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show, and we'll be back right after this. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-the-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find the perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BellyUpFantasy at TrueClassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes true classic tees taper off towards the bottom but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders it's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY, free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good.
0: This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy.
2: Welcome back into the MD's Fantasy Football Show. It's a cashing Friday, and we're here to make you guys a lot of money and give away some prizes. Thanks for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, that way you get notified whenever we have new content available to you. You can also check us out live on bellyup.tv on any web browsing device that you may have or download us on demand when you download the Foxy Network app on your LG, Samsung, Roku, or Fire TV devices and stay up to date on the go with the show when you download us on your favorite podcast app and give us a 5 Star Review. As always, I'm your host, Dan Meter, joined here with my partner in crime, Mr. Christopher Dalhauer, and we just went through our DraftKing lineups to talk about our tournaments and our contests and win you guys some money and also talking about Flex Fantasy, which you should go to flex.fan slash bellyupff and register for free. That's how you can get in. And take on me head-to-head. If you beat me, your name gets to be in the raffle at the end of the month. Or if you join our free DraftKings lineup, which is in the comments on our YouTube channel. It's also on our social media pages at Show. Those are the two ways you can get involved in these contests. And like I said, the November giveaway is the Bill Bates three-time Super Bowl champion autographed jersey. So another great giveaway to have. But good, Chris.
3: I was going to say real quick, you know, I just want—I love MD Nation, and I love our fans, but you lucky bastards as you guys get to enter for these <laughs> contests, you know, I get to play this and I get to compete against you guys and also our our, your, our our lovely host, but I don't get to win any of these prizes, so lucky you guys, especially for free.
2: <laughs> I know it's going to be very hard for me to ship this one off in particular because uh, definitely, definitely would love to have one of those myself. But to no further ado, let's go ahead and bring on the wheel of names. So, first, a quick shout out to our winners of this month. We got Johnny Weaselblade, who got on twice because he won two DraftKings lineups actually this month. So he got his name entered in twice. And that again, guys, you can enter more than once. You can up your chances. That's okay. Mickey Cat's 12, he won our DraftKings lineup as well. So the PE Girl oh, 09. Derek Dennington won on Flex Fantasy. So these are our names. And let's go ahead and spin that wheel.
3: No way, no way, no way, no way, And
2: PE Girl oh, 09, you are the winner of the Jameson Williams Alabama autograph jersey. Yeah, well, it gets the odds there because Johnny Weasel played head two, and she actually still won that. Now, if I remember correctly, I believe PE Girl oh, 09 won one of our championship trophies last year, too. Uh, for our DraftKings tournament. So she's just winning all kinds of stuff. So P-Girl9, I will try to get connected with you. I believe I still have your social media handle from that. But hopefully if you're watching the show, I'll also make an announcement on social media, at the Show. But you will be the winner of the Jameson Williams autographed Alabama jersey. And just so you guys can see, the Bill Bates jersey is now on the clock. So keep that in mind and sign up for this week all right chris i'm not really sure where chaz is right now but we're just going to go ahead with the show and dive into some of these picks and let's try to pick some winners out here so we can cash you guys some tickets and get some green Starting off with our first, luckily, thankfully, because I'm getting, you know what, I used to like the European games and waking up at 9 o'clock with my coffee and like, oh, there's football on already. Last couple of weeks, I just found to be a nuisance. I wasn't wasn't looking forward to it. I know next week we had the Germany game, which is also going to be on at 9.30. That's Tampa Bay and Seattle. Uh, This week, though, we don't have that. So we got the Buffalo Bills and the Jets as our first 1 o'clock game. And the Bills, big spread, like they... Seemingly always are, although they didn't cover last week against the Green Bay Packers. It's eleven and a half. The over under is set at 46 this week, which I feel like is a little bit low when you're talking about the Buffalo Bills offense. So what say you first?
3: Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting play. I uh, you know, talked about having the test friends for TFS purposes. You know, Bills are going to score points, but they're not scoring you know, at the rate that they were earlier in the year. They've been in the mid 20s in our high 20s, and so therefore I, I kind of understand why the score is going to be you know, a little bit lower, because the Jets aren't scoring points themselves right now, and they're not necessarily looking to push the pace. Um, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see what styles kind of play out. Buffalo looks to push the pace. Jets want to keep it slow. Want to grind it out, probably keep the score close. Um, I think Buffalo definitely shows you they can cover. They have been doing pretty well overall the season, when they've been double-digit favorites. Um, but, as you alluded to, they didn't cover necessarily last week, and the Jets are have a lot of similar things to Green Bay Packers, too, and they're Oddly might be more talented offensively because even with the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, not a game changer. So when you look at the receivers, the other weapons, Jets have more weapons, more pieces. I think the Jets can maybe give the Buffalo Bills. I don't love taking the Bills this week.
2: I will say this, the Bills are on the road and it is in division, which can be a little bit tricky. Here's why I'm taking Buffalo to cover at minus 11 and a half. Without Brees Hall, I don't think the Jets have the same type of offense. I don't think they can move the ball quite the same way. Not, not just Brees Hall, by the way, without Ver Tucker. That offensive line is my big concern heading into this game. And if they don't have the running game, Zach Wilson has looked overmatched, and he hasn't even faced a defense like the Buffalo Bills defense yet this season. I do think they cover at
3: 11.5. I mean, definitely could. I just think you you, know, you saw Green Bay running the ball pretty effectively. I know they kind of stuck to it, but they were able to move the ball. Buffalo, you can run the ball. Teams have it the last couple of weeks. And then we look at, Bob Miller's going to be kind of the key, in my opinion. Bob Miller's going to be yeah. out there. He can definitely dominate that you know, backfield and own the Jets. But if he's not out there, Jets have a fighting chance offensive line-wise.
2: We come to my first lock-em-in bet of the week. lock em in
3: It's a lock.
2: I am locking in the Miami Dolphins to cover at minus four over the Chicago Bears this week.
3: I love that. Love that as a lock bet of the week. Uh, hopefully I get to use that maybe later on in the show, but I love the dolphins this week. Look, the bears are going to be a tough matchup in some aspect the bears. You, you know, you can't run on Miami, especially run right at them um, on the flip side. I don't think Chicago, they, they've looked, you know, good statistically in a sense have not been good against good quarterbacks and Tua and the weapons they have in place are going to take advantage of the Chicago team that just traded away their best linebacker. Don't have a pass rush as it is for the most part and live off their slot corners. No fear. They'd be able to attack the outside of the offense. Be able to run the ball. I like thought it's cover easily in this game.
2: I tend to agree with you. Look, the, the offense is is clicking on all cylinders with two back, and then you get the running game involved. If, if Detroit got off to that two touchdown start, I don't think Chicago is going to be able to do the same thing. We talked about being a bad matchup for their defense when we talked about Justin Fields and. What he might have trouble with, not seeing the whole field with a blitz happy Dolphins defense right now. I just think it's a bad matchup overall. And I love the line. It's all because it's in Chicago. Otherwise, this line was Chaz always say, look, it's it's minus three for the home team, generally speaking. So this would be a minus seven line in Miami. And I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm not worried about them traveling up to Chicago this week. Uh, let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings, who are my second lock 'em in pick of the week. Lock 'em in.
3: It's a lock.
2: Minus three going into Washington against the commanders. Yes, oh, yes, I am betting on Kirk Cousins on a just a mediocre 1 p.m. game, not prime time to go into hometown and get his revenge. And they're going to cover this game by more than three points because commanders are not a good team in Minnesota. Whether you think they deserve to be six and one or not have been doing very well in close games but usually winning by four points or more in most of their matchups so giving the Minnesota Vikings to cover at minus 3
3: yeah you get some great facts and some good numbers and i definitely you know believe in all those and I, and i but i just don't have necessarily the same faith in Kirk Cousins as you do i do think there's any inkling of pressure on him to do anything he tends to go run the other way so if this is going to be a revenge game i worry actually for him um, I hope he doesn't think this is another game. That's actually the best thing to happen for Kirk Cousins. So <laughs> I, I think, in a sense, you know, I've been able could pull this out. I just think this is a tough matchup in the last of sense because they can get a pass rush in Washington. The team has kind of been able to kind of grind it out, make it ugly, keeping teams kind of closer, and the Vikings haven't really been separating from teams necessarily. Uh, good, good start last week, but, you know, if Thielen kind of gets on track, that could be the huge difference. Um, but you haven't really seen him or Jefferson really light it up in the red zone yet.
2: Let's get. And by the way, that over-under is out of 43-and-a-half heading into that matchup, too. I like the over in that game, Chris, because the Minnesota Vikings do give up some big plays, and the Washington Commanders do as well.
3: Yeah, I think that's a sneaky good call on that one, Dan. I definitely agree with you. I, when, you know, my inkling is, like, we have an offense that's so bad, and the Viking team, is not necessarily looking to push the pace that we thought they would. But as you alluded to, both teams give up big plays, so there could definitely be some sneaky points to be had.
2: So now we get into the Carolina Panthers going into Cincinnati. The Bengals favored at minus 7.5 points at home. The over-under set at 42.5. I don't think the Panthers are getting enough credit here offensively, and I'm taking the over in this game. I don't want to touch the 7.5 because I don't know what kind of Bengals team we're going to get. I think it'll be better than what we saw on Monday night. But I do think there's some adjustments that need to happen offensively. Not having Jamar Chase out there, if they don't have the big play readily available to them, might make them a little bit slow out of the gate. But I do love that over by the end, a small over at 42 and a half.
3: The over is definitely an interesting call. Um, I think that's probably something I would lean more towards. You know, this team definitely missed Witherspoon last week when he went out with the injury and kind of struggled with that. But their defense has been pretty good. Since defense has been in of the top defenses all season long. So I don't necessarily. I'm still not buying Carolina. So maybe I'm one of those people, you know, giving enough credit. But I'm going to, stick to say if I can cover, and I think that you know they have enough offensively to be able to kind of pull away.
2: All right. What about our next matchup? We got the Chargers going into Atlanta, flying from the West to the East Coast. They're favored by minus three points. The over/under is a big one. The over/under is 49 and a half in this game. Shocking. And even the Chargers at minus three on the road. No Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. Austin Eckler's reportedly okay now after practicing in full, but he was on the injury report at one point this week. Do you think the Chargers can go into Atlanta and cover minus three?
3: Yeah, I didn't know this was the, the line. This is kind of a tough game for me in general. And you know, the, I'm not a huge fan of the Chargers when they travel past the Mississippi. They tend to struggle sometimes, especially on, on teams that you know they're not they're supposed to kind of be equally parred in a sense with. With the injuries and the receiver cord, Chargers, you know, their defense hasn't been good this year. I don't know if they can score a lot of points. Now they can definitely run the ball, um, and you could do that versus Atlanta, and I know that Atlanta's secondary has been terrible, so I, I kind of feel like there's a recency bias, um, and I'm kind of curious, you know, more your take on this one because I look at, you know, what Carolina did last week versus Atlanta, and a big portion of that came, you know, at the very end of the game where Atlanta's blue coverages and then went overtime. overtime. Um, is it going to be a Charger game where – we know that, you know, the Atlanta wants to run the ball and they can. The Chargers are probably going to have to run the ball and will. Is this clock going to go a lot faster than we kind of expect it to? Where you're looking at the matchups from last week and not necessarily, you know, the kind of teams playing each other.
2: Well, I totally agree. The clock's going to go a lot faster than people are expecting it to, which is why my bet here on this game is the under. I don't think we're going to hit the 49 and a half. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as people are making it out to be. And if I was to bet one of these two teams, I would actually take the Falcons plus the three points, if anything. because I think this game might come down to a field goal, and it might be a push at the very worst, or the Falcons come within two, and you're able to cover it that way. But the bet for me in this game is that under at 49 and a half. Chargers aren't going to come out there and be able to sling the ball all around with Josh Palmer being the one to lead the way. and No Kean Allen, no Mike Williams. And on the other side, like the Falcons, they're going to run the ball, control the clock, let it speed up, let it go out. That's what they want to do anyway. And against the Chargers, you can do that. Plus, the Falcons are a better team at home. So, yeah, I'm with you on, I think, the under here is the play.
3: Yeah, good call.
2: All right, let's get into my last lock in pick for the week. lock in
3: It's a lock.
2: So if Chaz were here, he would say, you know, talk about data. We look for data trends. We look for, you know, consistency and who has the hot hand. But sometimes streaks have to be broken. So I'm going with the Green Bay Packers to cover as my lock-em-in pick at minus three and a half. Their backs are against the wall. They're playing the Detroit Lions. They own the Lions as much as they own the Chicago Bears. It's only a a three-and-a-half line, Chris. If they don't win this game, they might be dangerously out of the playoff race altogether. I think the Packers are the better team. And we'll actually show that this week against Detroit. Even if being in Detroit, it does not bother me. I do expect the Packers to cover at minus three and a half. They did technically cover against Buffalo. It was an ugly cover, but they did technically cover against Buffalo last week. And I think they continue that streak this week against Detroit.
3: Yeah, Green Bay has been 0-4 as the favorite. And that's definitely something that you're bucking the trend. Versus, and what happens to that is Detroit's been... And four bursts against the spread. So of the last four games, so uh, he has a matchup that you definitely take advantage of. And as you alluded to earlier, um, this Detroit team is basically the you know the step stepchild of the Green Bay Packers. They own Chicago. He owns Detroit. That's not going to change. He stinks. The Green Bay stinks, but they always own these two teams.
2: So the Packers lock them in there. All right. So now we got the Colts and the Patriots. This is an interesting line to me. So the Patriots in New England are favored at minus five and a half. The over/under set at 40. Now, my first thought was that's a big line. I thought that was a big line for a Patriot team that doesn't really blow out people right now. But then I thought to myself, no Jonathan Taylor. Sam Ellinger is the quarterback. And you know what? It's in New England, and they're due for a bounce-back game. So I like the Patriots at minus five and a half here. I'm not touching the over/under by the way. I don't know how many points they scored in this game altogether, but I will take the Patriots minus five and a half. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't hate on the Patriots. Typically, play well at home. Definitely, you know, show up better and can definitely take advantage of the backup quarterbacks and young quarterback. Belichick usually owns those kind of guys, especially the first time he sees them. In a, you, know, is, you know, the guy's on a rookie, but he's basically a rookie to the you know, starting position. So it could be definitely a shit show in a lot of ways for the Colts. On the flip side, as you were talking about, you know, the Patriots don't necessarily put people away or, or kind of separate from teams. And the Colts are a sneaky team where their defense is getting better. Leonard's you know healthy finally. They have good corner. They can kind of match up with Myers. They could do a lot of the things that kind of give the Patriots a hard time. They can get pressure up the middle with Buckner. So I think it is a kind of interesting game where the Colts can kind of hang around. Maybe you steal this game. I think Ellinger could be the, kind of the key. You know, White could also be taking advantage of the young guy. He also has legs and willing to run. Patriots stink versus mobile quarterbacks. So I, I look at this kind of game. I don't want to touch it. Um, but I can definitely understand your thinking when the Patriots usually do take care of business at home.
2: All right, who's our next matchup? We got the Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's in Jacksonville. The Raiders, though, are favored at minus two. The over-under set at 47.5. And, and you know what, Chris? I'm going to live on the dangerous side. I'm going to take the over. We kept talking about this game being a sneaky shootout. And I think there's a decent chance that winds up happening with these two defenses playing subpar and two offenses that I think are due to bounce back in some degree. So I'm going to take the over in this game. I'm also going to take the Raiders to cover minus two points. I think they win at least by a field goal.
3: Yeah, I'm not picking a winner or loser, but I'm with you on the over. The um, you know, last time these two coaches matched up against each other was in the Super Bowl you know, a few years back. I don't know if people remember that score, but the Patriot-Eel game was definitely a higher score game, lots of yards. So I think this is going to be a game where you're going to be able to see both offenses move the ball.
2: All right, next up, we get into the 4 o'clock matchup. So we got the Seattle Seahawks going into Arizona. The over-under in that game is 49 points. And the line is favoring Arizona minus 2 in that matchup. So we got basically a pick'em situation here. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks to cover, plus 2. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks to win outright. They're actually not my underdog pick of the week, believe it or not. But I do feel pretty strongly about this because the Cardinals take at home. That's number one. The other thing I'm going to throw out here is I'm taking the under, forty nine and a half for how these games have gone. I think it's too big of a point spread because you got two teams that if they don't have to, they're not going to push the ball, especially on the Cardinal side. You got two defenses that have been playing better as of late. The last time these two teams' offenses didn't go off against each other, so I'm taking the under at forty nine and a half, and I'm taking Seattle to win this game outright.
3: Yeah, I think it's a good call on a, you know, a lot of things that you said. When it comes to Detroit and Arizona, not Detroit, I'm sorry, Seattle and Arizona, you know, defenses that if they're going to give up, you know, the points, it's in the big plays. When they limit the big plays, they can be really ugly of a game in a sense where they can kind of keep you down scoring. And you saw that last time they matched up for each other. If you're going to take advantage of them, kind of, it's you know, being aggressive down the field. Neither team seems inclined necessarily to do that in this game. Um, I think that there could be some shootout potential if the game kind of has those big plays because that's what you saw with the Vikings game. Neither team was looking to, you know. Pushed the pace at all but once the game the game kind of got scoring and people big plays were going back and forth then it was suddenly arizona had to kind of play catch up so i think it's something you see something similar i like the over under i think Seattle's also the team's going to cover i think that you know arizona hasn't really shown me they've gotten better with hopkins but correct me if they're wrong they still lost last week
2: correct and that was on the road where they're usually better at so that's kind of more my point there all overall all right, Chris, we got a, a rematch of the divisional round from last year, even though these two teams seem very far, far away from those performances. The Los Angeles Rams are heading into Tampa Bay. The line is favoring Tampa Bay at minus three. The over under, get ready for this, is 42 and a half. How low scoring you think of these two teams, you think, you think Sean McVay and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. You think Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And, and the over unders 42 and a half. Because <laughs> that's where we are with these two teams. Not arguing with the line. Not arguing with the line at all. Because that's where we're at with these guys. This is a no-touch game for me.
3: Yeah, I'm not big on it. I think this is definitely no-touch game for me. If I'm going to touch it, I'm betting on the Rams because they've owned Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay team. You know, they're owned four versus the Rams um, last four games, and it's not been close. Uh, what I think is going to happen, what I'm interested in is one of the games that Chaz will usually bet in, you know, different halves and kind of looks at the game, how it dictates. Um, I think that whatever team you kind of see gets up early, it's going to be a blowout. And I think the over could be a sneaky part to kind of pay attention to when it comes to the score, just because I agree that it's a high number how both these teams are playing, but I feel like one of the dams is going to break for one of these teams. Um, one of them's gonna give up their season, one of them's gonna quit, and the other one's gonna, you know, kind of find their their mojo, so to speak, this again this week. It could be the Rams, it could be Tampa Bay. But my point being so I think once the dam breaks, you're gonna see this other defense get up 30 points easily. And I think it's where the scores can kind of get cut, you know, get closer to that over. Um, Because I think it's going to be one team that's going to basically blow out the other team.
2: All right, so let's get into the Sunday night matchup. And I got some interesting takes on this one. So the Chiefs at home against Tennessee. And we don't know about Ryan Tannehill just yet. Apparently, it's going to be a game-time decision. So I'm sure that factors in here. But the line is minus 12.5 in favor of Kansas City. The over under set at 45.5. Derrick Henry's going to be good to go. But I'm telling you right now, there's no respect... On a Tennessee defense that looks a lot better coming out of the bye week, I think the Tennessee Titans cover at plus 12 and a half. Give me them with that line. I don't think the Chiefs blow them out by two touchdowns, which is basically what this line insinuates in this one.
3: Yeah, as Nick Sabin said, this is rat poison for sure. Um, the Chiefs are the Chiefs have been pretty good, but they haven't been like great. I know they pounded the shit out of the 49ers a couple weeks ago, but the 49ers are kind of figuring out what they were and what they're trying to put together. This Tennessee team manhandled this Chiefs team last week last year, you know, kind of how the Chiefs, uh, the Kansas City team, kind of you was know, knocked off the map, so to speak, last last year. And Tennessee has the same formula; they're able to get physical, they're able to kind of run the ball, and making them this big of a fate, you know, big of an underdog, just adds fuel to the fire for that team. Grable you know, yeah. does a great job coaching, and I think he gets his team kind of rallied up when they're the underdog, especially when they're considered, you know, they can't do anything against the world. And it's me, us against the world, this is not a good matchup for them. The Chiefs, I like to cover.
2: This is literally what he coaches his team for. Like, Vrabel's the mastermind, as you alluded to, of saying, hey, if it's us against the world, he gets them riled up and they always overachieve in situations like this. It's when Tennessee is favored that he have to watch out for it. But when they're underdogs, they play their A game like, like I said, I know Ryan Tannehill, whether he's able to play or not, definitely probably factors into the spread. We won't know for sure until Sunday. But right now, I'm locking in tickets on Tennessee plus 12.5 in this game because they're a lot better than what that spread would suggest. Hey, we got my underdog pick of the week. Walk them
3: in. It's, a-
2: it's the Monday night game, and it's the Saints at plus 2.5 Against the Baltimore Ravens. It's in New Orleans. Mark Andrews is potentially out. Gus Edwards is going to be out. Rashad <laughs> Bateman's going to be out. Ravens are hurting on offense. The Saints got a swift kick in the butt the other day. And all of a sudden, they look like they're going to be able to right the ship to some degree. So I have my underdog pick at two and a half on the New Orleans Saints. What do you think, Chris, before we introduce Chaz into the program?
3: definitely an interesting call. Look, I use New Orleans at home. You know they definitely play better. This Raven game is definitely interesting for me. Lamar Jackson's taking on the New Orleans Saints for the first time. Lamar Jackson's twenty six I think, was it twenty six and one? His first time versus you know facing somebody for the first time. Um, uh, he does really well. Was, I guess the on the point he doesn't lose races usually when he faces a team for the first time, and most of that's because of his speed. I agree with you. This team's beat up, but. It, it's going to be depending on is this the Saints team that was we saw last week or is the Saints team we saw the whole season? Because the Saints team we saw the whole season can't stop the run. And the last time I seen the Ravens were kind of finished, figuring out how to kind of get that back on track. Lamar can kind of carry them. So I like to call it very interesting, but I, I don't want to touch this game. first. It
2: would have to be Lamar because I'm telling you right now, Kenny and Drake ain't running on the Saints this week. Chaz, thanks for Surely joining I the program. I apologize,
0: but it is Breeders' <laughs> Cup weekend and I was detained. <laughs>
2: It's all good, man. So, look, we actually just went through all the games. So, do you have any um, data highlights? Maybe we can just talk about those from you.
0: Well, no, no. You know what I would rather do, if it's okay with you, is I want to pick your brains a little bit. Sure. Okay. So, let's look at what we know. I'm going to go through this schedule. We know Buffalo's good. The Jets... uh, They just dropped the bomb against New England, right? That was a huge game. We talked about them, you know, feeling like the, the, you know, they're they're bitch basically. I don't think if we said that on the show, but that's how I felt.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: And and um, I don't know. Is the are the Jets going to be able to come back from that?
2: I mean, I don't think so. Chris, so we actually were, maybe you got a tie to break between us, but I'd said I think Buffalo does cover 11 and because I don't think the Jets, without Vera Tucker, without Brees Hall, are going to be able to do enough against the Buffalo Bills. Chris seems to think that maybe the Jets can cover that line.
0: Well, you're 5-3, and, and this is a, you know, that's, for the Jets, that's like, no one would believe you. That's right, right? They would call you a liar. If you, see, yeah, the, you came back in time, the Jets are 5-3 in 2022. No way. Uh, Minnesota, are they as good
2: as they look? I don't know if they're as good as they look, but uh, I think they're as good as they need to be to win by three points. All right. the, the,
0: The Jacoby Brissett, was it me or do I owe him an apology? No, you don't want an apology. He he looked really, really good, though, the other night.
2: Jacoby Brissett has these games where he can, every once in a while, and Chris, you're more of a Brissett fan than I am, so you can retort to this, but I think he's one of those guys that, like, every four games or so, he, like, pumps out a really good one and makes you think he can actually be an NFL starting quarterback. And then the following week, he shows you why he's a backup. That's just me, but go ahead, Chris.
3: No, he's definitely wild and consistent, and I think that's, you know, definitely a knock on him. But we saw a team, and I kind of talked about this last week's show, you know, uh, Cleveland was playing for their season. And Jacoby Brissett was a guy who kind of, when he's focused and, you know, being attentive to the details, can play really well. And also when he's put in a position to succeed, I thought the coaching staff did a great job of kind of taking advantage of his talent. What he can do well as a reader first guy. He pushed the ball down the field pretty accurately. He's not a guy who could dig a dunky a lot, but he's a physical guy. So what he was able to do is basically attack, you know, this Cincinnati team down the field. Jacoby Brissett has been a guy who's been very consistent all season long.
0: Geno Smith, right? The Jets got rid of Geno Smith, and he he drank some special water or something.
2: Well, yeah, it was called non-Hudson water, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So did you guys come up with two picks for yourselves? Well, no, we hadn't gotten to that part, so you jumped in at just the right time. But before we do, let's go to the player props. Chaz, you think about what you got over there? Because I know you just got you're getting done with breeder cup action. There. I have,
0: I have, though. I haven't paid attention, guys, and I started doing some on the primetime games. I did start. I started doing a few player props. It's part. It, it's fun, boy. You don't realize you get a lot of bang for your buck in those parlays, huh?
2: You do. You do. Wow, That's,
0: it can get I've, to twenty-seven to one in a heartbeat.
2: I am urging people more and more to do the player props because that is where the money can be made. So, uh, Chris, this first one's for you. I think you'll be all over this one. Etienne seventy seventy seven and a half rushing yards. I have the over against the Raiders.
3: Yeah, I don't know when Vegas is making this. I don't know if they know if Travis Etienne is the week he finally gets hurt. But until that's actually the point or proven, that I think this is an absolute steal. The guy's been unstoppable the last few weeks. We saw Brees Hall until he like, got injured was. Doing very similar things. Why would it stop against the Raiders this week?
2: By the way, I was three and one in my in my lock prop uh, player prop bets last week. I forgot to mention that. Uh, do Kenneth, do you
0: put always put a parlay in two as well, or do you yeah, do them so, straight?
2: So these player props that I give you, my lock them player props. I I bet them straight, but I also put a parlay on two and two and all four. Yeah, uh, is usually how I'll, I'll 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 break that down. I I like so I've been, I like I've been, that. Yeah, I've like been doing pretty well so far. Um, I'm, the,
0: I'm the guy that the, the one loser is is like in all of them. <laughs> Somehow I get that one loser. I go three and one and I don't get that one loser.
2: <laughs> uh, Kenneth Walker, Chris, seventy-two and a half rushing yards. I also have the over locking that in as well. I guess the Arizona Cardinals.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more interesting. I mean, it can definitely get a little hairier towards the end of the game. He didn't break think, that number until later on in the game last week. Um, but what I like hearing coming out of the camp is, you know, Seattle feels that like they haven't really even kind of unleashed him in the sense, and then want to continue to use him more and more. So I think Walker could have a big play. I think he's going to have a big run at some point in this game. And don't like forget that.
2: his his first big game was against the Arizona Cardinals as well. Uh, my next one is Aaron Jones at 64 and a half rushing yards against the Detroit lions. So I'm locking that one in with a happy heart.
3: <sighs> Dan, I love that in theory and I love it in logic I just look at Green Bay this year, and every time I think I wonder what Aaron Jones is going to do something, he doesn't. Every time he's supposed to do nothing, he does. So I feel like this is too easy for Aaron Jones, and somehow it's going to get screwed up by the Packers.
2: I think you're overthinking it. Don't overthink it. It's okay. I might, but sometimes that happens. Watch. <laughs> the next one, though, the last one, this one kind of surprised me, but I decided to go ahead with it. And I talked about Justin Fields having to make plays late. I took Darnell Mooney at 42.5 receiving yards. I took the over on that one.
3: Yeah, that's gonna be really interesting. Is he actually gonna have you know Howard shadowing him? If not, I love that. If he does, he might do absolutely nothing. But I do think that, you know, if Howard Howard hasn't really shadowed most guys, you know, as one receiver. So I think there's a good chance that he breaks that number and they've been targeting him down the field, so it's just one big play.
2: Yeah, it should one or two catches should get him the forty two and a half mark. That's why I kinda of really like that one heading into this. All right, Chaz. Do you have a you have a pick for us? Uh you know what? Did you guys give give your two yet? Nope. No, that we haven't. We can give her two. Yeah, Go ahead, go ahead Chris, sure. I'll, I'll let you have the floor first.
3: I'm still catching up. You're good. Well, I'm gonna jump all over that game before anybody else steals it from me. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins in that game. I love the Dolphins. What the four? Yeah, I love them to win cover.
2: That's my yeah. That's why I want. I wanted to let you have that one first. You can have the Dolphins gentlemen i'm telling you it's going to happen this week i know i've been burned by this in the past it makes too much sense for me this week i am taking the packers at minus three and a half as my lock pick for the parlay bet and they will not let you down i promise
3: <laughs> i heard that in london before too
0: well no i, I like hey it's your pick and you know what i never ever ever will tell a person not to make their play their their play you got to believe in it you've proven yourself to be very, very good at this over the years that I've known you, so uh, I'm going to keep betting the shit you tell me to bet. But uh, I like over Chargers Atlanta.
3: I like Okay, I, That's we talked about that game too. Yeah, Chas, tell us what you're feeling on that game, because that was when we were kind of had a little bit of struggle, and there's nothing you can know, see in the data that kind of gives you that. you know I like Atlanta at home. I don't love the Chargers when I go past the Mississippi, but I also like Atlanta almost lost to Carolina last week, so I'm, I don't necessarily... Uh, I think it's because the Chargers are giving up
0: giving up points. I, I just think this is going to be uh you know a, a 34 to 28 kind of game. I don't really know who wins. I don't really care who wins. But didn't we get to see some more uh, good stuff about the Chargers this week or, there was something I thought that I laughed. I thought about I always think about Chris Whenever I seen any bad publicity about the Chargers, I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was.
2: I, I mean, I don't know. I, I know. It's, I know from a fantasy standpoint, I only really have a bunch of players hurt, but I doubt that's what you're talking about. No, so no, it
0: was something that uh, <laughs> just another thing that they did. You know that they do. They just well, I do will tell things. you one.
3: I'll tell you one thing. I do think about Chargers. Dan, top talk about the, you know, the game being close. If you're going to bet on team, you want to bet bet on Atlanta because special teams come into play. It's going to be a field goal. One can kick field goals. One historically doesn't.
2: Yeah, can, can wait, hold on one second. Can we talk about that for a split second? What is with the Rams and all of their coaches having crappy special teams no matter where they go? Can we can we talk about that point of it? Because, like, Sean McVay and the Rams special teams are notorious for being one of the worst special teams in all of football. And then you have, you know, the Chargers aren't any good on special teams. The Vikings, they haven't been bad yet, but there's still time for Kevin O'Connell. I mean, what is with that? Like, really? I don't agree it you know, was like, terrible.
0: Yeah, but you're, you're talking to a football player. When you start talking to me about special teams, I get angry because when you're a football player, that's how you start on any team. You start by getting on special teams. You don't, I don't care how good you are as a freshman, unless you're right off the charts. You're, if you're going to a good school, you're going on special teams, right? I mean, there's, there's schools where you got to wait your time. They're putting guys to the NFL every year. you got to wait your time. You're a sophomore. You may not even get some playing time. So you got to make a difference. And they change games. They change games. And yet, it's like they don't care about them. It's
4: so, I always think it's about so Waterboy.
0: Remember Waterboy with the kicker? There we go. There we go. And he told them something in in the whatever that Louisiana accent is, and he started to run I hate running. <inaudible> <inaudible>
2: It's just, yeah, it's very, very strange. But uh, we're going to close down the show. We give our parlay pick. Jazz, uh, where can everybody follow you at? Because you've got the Breeder Cup stuff going on, so let's make, let's make sure they're getting that game. Yes, Yes, yeah,
0: and, and today was a good day. I had a, a horse that ran second, but he was 25. She, It might have been a she, 25 to 1. And so I got all my money for tomorrow because tomorrow's the big day. But I'm playing with Bing Crosby's money tomorrow, baby. So, yeah, second half Chaz on Twitter. I'll try to get it. You know, you know, guys, it's really hard to do all the handicapping and, and the social media. It really is.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a lot. You it's guys lot are great at it, so I know you know how hard it is. You know? it, it's a lot to handle. Uh, Chris, uh, when when you back? You're, you're back on Tuesday, right? Belly of Fantasy Live,
3: 830? Belly of Fantasy Live on 830. We'll be giving you our tips to guys, you know, who's going to be your quarterbacks to stream, who's going to be your defenses, and then give you some guys you want to add to your roster or maybe move on from your roster. These are antibiotics, Chris. I'm coming back with Lake and Bay. Can you make it next week? I can. Well, man, I'm going to do antibiotics after this week because I also have been struggling with the, whatever's going around. Yeah, I, but, yeah. I
0: felt like I, I had to get them. So I got the big horse pills, the ones you got to be very careful or they get lodged <laughs> in your throat, you know. Well, All you right, let's, hit it, let's hit
2: a parlay, guys. Let's, let's hit like it. it. And uh, you guys on the other side of the mics with that. And guess what? We did give it away. P-Girl 09, this Williams jersey will be getting shipped to you very soon. Alright guys, it does it for the show, it does it for the week. We'll be back on Monday with the Sunday Funday recap for week 9 at 10pm Eastern like we always are. Everyone have a great weekend. Hit us up on social media at Show. We'll be listing our rankings and helping you guys out with all of your questions throughout the weekend. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you get notified whenever we have new content available. Stay up to date when your weekend drives, when you download us on your favorite podcast app, And we'll see you guys real soon. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.